Hey friends, what's up? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Kuf Chafalif, Daf 121 of Mesechto Yevamis. Friends, um, well, uh, oh, so today we're going weiter in the sugya of uh, identifying people, right? When can you assume that a fellow is really gestorben? Uh, very interesting. You can see uh, two Mishnayis on this. Uh, let's jump in. So we're on Daf Kuf Chafalif, second to last Daf of Mesechto Yevamis. Can you imagine that, friends? Would you have ever thought that you learned all of Masechta Yevamis? It's like the hardest Masechta in Shas. This is not a joke, Masechta Yevamis. I mean, we still have two daft to go, but, uh, I mean, friends, I mean, everyone, give yourself a pat on the back, alright? From me. <laughs> alright, says, uh, um, says the Gemara. Oh, so says the Mishnah. Tav kufcha falaf amar alaf. Is the Mishnah ten lines in something like that? Nafal amayim sheish loyim sof. I'm sorry. Bein sheish loyim sof. Bein shein loyim sof. Ish to asur zel. So there's two kinds of uh, bodies of water. Mayim shein loyim sof. So it's just like a sea or uh, 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 an ocean, right? Where you uh, the Gemara is going to define what it is. And then there's mayim sheish loyim sof. Water that does have an end. I'm always going to explain what it is. Uh, you know, the better definition is pretty straightforward, but whatever. I'll save it for the Gemara to do. So it says, the Mishnah, whether it's a Maim Sheyesh Lemsov, whether it's a Maim Sheyesh Lemsov, Ishto Asura, we have to assume that he's, al- we can't just assume that he's dead. And until we know for sure that he's dead, um, uh, his wife cannot get remarried. Omer Rebmeir says Rebmeir, "My sebechot shenafal levor hagado." Now, Rebmeir backs this up by saying, "Look, there was a story with a fellow who fell into some kind of a pit of water, and uh, it's a ma'im she yesh loem sof water that has like edges. It's a pit. The ola lachash losha yom, and it came out after three days. So you see, you know, you can't just assume that he's dead." Uh, you know, it can even come out three days later. Later, the Gemara is going to say, I mean, that, that seems a little crazy. Okay. Um, Rabbi Yossi gives an opposite account, not of the same story, but a different story, that there was a blind fellow who went to um, uh, um, immerse in a pool of water in a cave. And his attendant went with him. And in this case, right, they were neither the fellow nor his attendant were ever to be seen again. And they just waited. So, and this is Maim Shieshla himself. And uh, they just waited enough time uh, to, that they wouldn't be able to survive. And at that point, they declared their uh, um, wives able to uh, remarry. Basically, Maim Shieshla himself is something like an ocean or something like that, right? A Maim Shieshla himself is like something like a pit of water, a pool, you know, something where you could see the edges. And therefore, the point being is that like in like an ocean, you know, in like a big body of water, the fellow could have, you know, could have survived I and mean, he could have just been, you know, uh, um, um, you know, gone downstream and in some, you know, took him far away and he might still be alive. You just don't know where he is. But in Maim Shesha, you know, a swimming pool or something, the assumption is that um, if he died, you know, if he was alive, you would have seen him, uh, you know, get out of the pool or, or whatever, right? you know. So like, for example, that dark cave, you know, a fellow went into a cave and never came out again. The assumption is if he would have survived, you know, he would have been, they would have seen him, um, they would have seen him, 
um, they would have seen him come out. Wait, which makes me think that I maybe understand that Mishnah wrong. One second. No, I don't believe I did. But anyways, okay. So the point is that if it was, you know, small enough, we'd be able to, if he survived, we would have known, right? And therefore, if we haven't seen him come out, he must have drowned. Okay, fine. Um, I mean, in a swimming pool, you could probably just see if the fellow's in the pool. But let's uh, say, yes, let's say it was like a dark cave or, you know, some kind of thing. But like, there isn't really, it's not like he's going to be swept up anywhere. You know, if he was there, if he, if, if he went in and never came out, he probably, he's probably dead. And... Fine. There was a story in Asia. A fellow that they lowered him down into the sea. When they pulled him out, all they got was a leg. Yikes. Well, if the leg was uh, re- removed from the body above the knee, Tinase, she can get remarried because he's, he's, but if it's from below the knee, well, then he can't get, she can't get remarried because maybe he survived. Tana Rabbanan says the Gemara, Nafo Lamoim, if a fellow falls into water, Bain Sheish Lo Himself, Bain Shein Lo Himself, whether it's water that has an end, whether it's water that doesn't have an end, Ishto Asura Divre Meir, Meir says that his wife cannot get remarried, we cannot assume that he's Gestorben. The Chacham, um, the Chacham say, Maim Sheish Lo Himself, Ishto Muteris, that if it's water that has an end, so then, you know, if, if he went in and we've never seen him come out, we can assume that he's gestorben and his wife can get remarried. himself, But if it's something like, uh, you know, the ocean, then his wife cannot get remarried because we have to assume that maybe, um, you know, he was swept away somewhere, but he's actually alive. So what's considered water that does have an, an end? That if you can see all four edges of the water, that's Ma'im Sheish Lehimsof. But if you can't, so then it's Ma'im Sheish Lehimsof. Ha'u Gavro, Ditove Ba'agma, the Samke. There was a fellow who drowned in the Samke swamp. Or I think the article called it a Samke fen. Dennis, what's a fen? Ansiva Rav Shila Divisu. And Rav Shila allowed his wife to get remarried. So he, 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 and now, now this, this fen, of Samke was a Maim She'ein Lo himself. Was um, kind of like an ocean, you know, a sea or whatever. It was a Maim She'ein Lo himself. Maim that, that you couldn't see all four sides. And Rabbi Shida said that his wife can get remarried, i.e., we can assume that he's Gishturban. Omele Rav the Shmuel. Rav says to Shmuel, Shmuel, Ta Nishamte, let's excommunicate Rav Shila. Omele Shmuel says to Rav, Rav, hold your horses. Nishlach Leiberesha, why don't we first talk to the guy? Shalchule, so they sent him. Maim she'en lo himself, ishto asura muteris. If it's a maim she'en lo himself, can his wife get remarried or not? Shalach lehu ishto asura. No, she cannot, because we have to assume that the fellow is alive. Ve'agma de samke, maim she'en lo himself, maim she'en lo himself. Now is the samke fen, is the fen of samke, water that has an end or doesn't have an end? Shalach lehu maim she'en lo himself. He says it's Maim She'in Lo Himself. Well, if that's the case, if you just said that Maim She'in Lo Himself, his wife cannot get remarried, and you're saying that the Fen of Samke is a Maim She'in Lo Himself, well then how come you allowed his wife to get remarried? Mita Ta'ina. If she says, look, I made a mistake. On a Savi came in the Kavu, Maim She'in Lo Himself, Domi. I thought that since the waters are pretty chilled, so it's like a Maim She'in Lo Himself, waters that have sides, ends, Veloi, but it's not true. Kevindika gale, emur gale, 
Ishpilu. But the truth is that I'll say that since they have, uh, there are waves, maybe the waves, Taka, you know, took him downstream and, uh, and, uh, maybe he's Taka alive somewhere. So, so, Rabshida said that, uh, regrettably he made a mistake. Kari Shmuel Ale de Rav, Shmuel said about Rav, Lo yu'una letzadik kol avon, that nothing, kol avon, that nothing bad will happen to a righteous fellow. Right, Shmuel, right, meaning Rav was ready to excommunicate Rav Shila. And it turned out, you know, because Shmuel said we should really talk to him first, but it turned out in the end that uh, the, you know, this, this, this misunderstanding, this uh, was averted. Uh, so Shmuel says, look, at the end of the day, a right, nothing terrible happens to a righteous fellow. Kari Rav Ali de Shmuel, and Rav says to Shmuel, Uchua Barov Yoetz, that there is salvation with a Givaldiga uh, advisor. I.e., he was, I guess, you know, acknowledging that um, Shmuel kind of saved the day. Omer Rebbe says, Rebbe, Maise Bishne Bnei Odom, that there was a Maise with two fellows, Mecham and Mechmon Biyarden, and they were, um, you know, uh, preparing nets, they were fishing in the Jordan. Now, the Jordan is Maim She'ein Lo himself, which means that if you were drowned there, we have to assume, you know, unless we see you dead, we have to assume that you're alive somehow. One of them went into the Jordan and, I don't know, he somehow went into some place where there are fish darting. You know, some scary, probably, place. It's, like, secluded, and but I guess there's a place where you could still breathe. Whatever it is, he found himself in some, enclo- in some kind of enclosure of sorts with fish. The sun said, and he wasn't able to figure out how to get out. And his friend just waited enough time and he says, look, I don't know where this other guy is. He's probably dead. And he went and he told the fellow's family, you know, look, this guy is gestorben. So the next day, this fellow wakes up in the morning in this enclosure and he, you know, the sun is out. He sees how to leave. And uh, and he goes home and he sees that there's like a whole eulogy happening in his house for him. They assume that he was gestorben. Says Rabbi, how amazing are the words of the rabbis. That the rabbi said that a water, that waters that do have an end, so we can assume that the fellow is gestorben, but but if water that does, does not have an end, such as the Jordan, Ishto Asura, his wife is, um, cannot get remarried because he might talk us to, talk be alive, as we saw in this case. If that's the case, but then one second, what about shouldn't we also be concerned? Shouldn't we be concerned about these fish enclosures? The same thing could happen to Maim Shiyeshla himself, no? Say meh. Water that has ends, right? You're not, you're not going to really have this mechila shodagim. Omer Ravashi says, Ravashi, Hadu Omer Rabbanon, that which the rabbi said, Maim She'ein lo himself, Ishto Asura, that when the rabbis say, it says Ravashi, that when the rabbis say that Maim She'ein lo himself, that his wife cannot get remarried, Hanimile bi'inish da'ama, that's just a regular fellow. Avotsur b'me Rabbanon, lo. But, if he was a, a Torah scholar, who um, got lost in, in, you know, like the sea. So then his wife would be able to get remarried because the Isolic Kala Isle, because if he was alive, people would know about it, right? You know, we're going to see a story with Rabbi Akiva in a minute. So, you know, if it was Rabbi Akiva, let's say, you'd hear, wow, the great Rabbi Akiva survived uh, drowning. It would be like in the front page of the newspapers. 
So therefore, Avashi wants to say, look, a regular fellow in, in a Maim Shein himself, so then, uh, yeah, maybe he's alive. But if it's a, a Torah scholar, um, then you can assume that he's dead, because if he was alive, you would probably hear about it. Veloi, it's not true. Loshna inishdama, veloshna tzubimeyabonon. Doesn't matter if it's a regular fellow. Doesn't matter if it's a Torah scholar. Tiyevet in, l'chatchila lo. Look, if they got remarried, you know, if the wife got remarried, um, so then, Beseder, you know, we're not going to make them get divorced. But, uh, you know, whether it's a Talmud Chochem, whether it's a regular person, uh, if it's a Mechila, if it's a Maim She, Einla himself, so then, um, they cannot get remarried. L'chatchila. But the interesting thing is that it sounds like Bediyevet would be okay. Excuse me, is somebody knocking at my door? Um, fine, I just want to see if there's somebody I should be ignoring. One second. Nope, nobody to ignore. By the way, I went out for coffee today. Actually, we didn't drink coffee. Juice and sandwiches. That's the first time I did that willingly in a very long time. Longer than I can remember. I don't think I've done that willingly probably since before COVID. It only happened one time otherwise when my excuse didn't work. I tried to make an excuse. Like, you know, I have meetings in the afternoon or whatever. And uh, she said, oh, yeah, I'll be there in the afternoon, like lunchtime. I was like, I don't know. Once you give one excuse, I mean, yeah. I should have used the excuse of Abyochanan that I was fasting that day. Then I wouldn't have had to go for coffee. Okay. Maybe I hadn't learned that daf yet. Anyways, I went for juice and sandwiches. It was pretty good. Didn't also didn't even take that long. I think the whole thing was like twenty minutes. Then I went back to work. Let's go weiter. Tanya, we learn in a brisa. One time, I was take traveling on a boat. So Gamliel says, and he saw a different boat. That was breaking up. And I was uh, very distraught because there was a Torah scholar on that other boat. And who was that other Torah scholar? And then when I went back to dry land, guess who was there expounding Torah uh, before me? I said to Rabakiva, Bni, my son, how did you get saved? He says, there was sort of like a, a part from the boat, a board, a plank from the boat. I found the Chogal Vagal Shabo Olai, and every wave that came upon me, Nanesi Lo Roshi, I sort of bowed my head towards the wave. Mikanamu Chacham, from here the Chacham said, If Nudniks come on a fellow, Yenainu Lo Rosho, that you should nod your head to the Nudniks. Okay. This morning I, w- I went, uh, I left the house probably about 5.30 or something. There was a fellow walking around with like a metal bar. It was a little bit disconcerting. So I kind of averted my gaze and kept walking and hoped he wouldn't beat me up. But that was a little disconcerting. There was a fellow walking around at 5.30 in the morning with a beer bottle in one hand and a metal bar in the other hand. That was disconcerting. Thank God I'm okay. Um, Viter. So, where am I? Okay, okay. Nine Rosho. Almighty and says, I said at that time, 
that um, how great are the words of the rabbi Shomu Maim Shein Loim Sof Muteres that water that does not have uh, water Maim Sheish Loim Sof water that does have a, a end so his wife can get remarried but Maim Shein Loim Sof Asura that water that does not have an end and your wife may not get married because as we saw by Rabbi Kiva he was able to get saved um, by holding onto a plank. Tanya Amr Bakiva says, Rabakiva Pamacha Saisi Mahalik Pasvina, one time I was traveling on a boat, Raisi Sfina Akashim Tarevas Bayom, and says Rabakiva that he saw another boat that was um, you know, in a in a Shvera Matzav. Baisi Mitzayal Tam Khokum Shabbat says Rabakiva that he was distraught over a Talmud a Torah scholar that was on that boat. Umanu, who is that Torah scholar? Reb Meir. Shalis and Dinas Kaputkaya. Says Rabakiva that when he got to, to Kaputkaya, Babyoshav Don Lufonai, Paloche that Reb Meir came was expanding Aloche before me. Omartilo, I said to him, Bni, my son, Mi'a'olcha, how did you get saved? Omarli, Gal Terdani Lachavero, one wave just sent me to another wave, Vachavero Lachavero, and then the other wave to another wave. Achi Ki'ani Le'abosh until it vomited me out onto the dry land. Wow. Omartibos Hashoah, Kamugdolim Divi Chachomim, and Rabbi Kiva says, Wow, how great are the words of the Rabbi Shamu Maim Sheishloim Sof Ishtu Mutaris that if the water has an end, so his wife can get remarried, Maim Shein Laim Sof Ishtu Asur, but if it's water that does not have an end, so then his wife uh, may not get, uh, if, it's, if it's water that does not have an end, so then his wife uh, cannot get remarried because maybe he, maybe he got vomited out. Tonar Bonan, the Rabbi is taught, Nafal Guvarayos, a fellow falls into a lion's den. <laughs> That seems schwer. Ein me'idin olav. We cannot assume that he's dead because maybe the lions aren't hungry right now. But if he falls into a um, pit of snakes and scorpions, me'idin olav, then we can assume that he's gestorben. Even if he falls into a pit of snakes and scorpions, we don't assume that he's dead because maybe he knows how to speak uh, 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 snakeish. Or scorpion, scorpish, snakish and scorpish. Maybe he knows how to speak their language. Um, okay. Shema Chavru. Tanakama Agav Itzitzomazkile. Tanakama says, Yeah, I don't care. Speak whatever language you want. If you jump on a snake or scorpion, he might get frazzled. Fellow falls into a fiery furnace. Oof. We can assume that he's gestorben. The Yain Vishemin, if you into a hot boiling vat of oil or wine. Meidan Olive, we can assume that he's Gishtorbin. If he falls into a hot boiling vat of oil, we can assume that he's Gishtorbin. Oh, that sounds really bad. Because like what'll happen is if you you know fall into this vat of boiling oil well you're going to displace oil and it's going to make the fire even stronger that's bad so yayin ain't eaten olive but if it's of uh, wine then we cannot assume that he's gestorben necessarily because when the wine overflows and is displaced it will extinguish the fire and you could survive but they respond to rabacha they say well maybe temporarily it will sort of halt, slow down the fire but uh It'll then get come back with a with a, a fury. Um, wow. Okay. Amr Meir, so Meir said, that there was a Maisa with a fellow. He fell into a big uh, pit. So it's a Maim Sheishla himself. And um, three days later, he emerged. 
He brings this as a proof to say that Mayim Shiyeshlem Sof, Ishto is also a sewer because this guy emerged three days later. You can never know what can happen. Tanya, Amulullah of Mary, Mazkirin Maisinisim. He said to Rav Mary, look, this was clearly a miracle. You can't bring a proof from a miracle. My Maisinisim, what's the miracle? Ilemadilo Achivilo Ishti. If you can say the miracle is, well, he didn't, he didn't uh, eat or drink for three days. Says in Megillus Esther, right? Esther says, fast for me, don't eat or drink for three days. So it's possible to fast for three days. So no, the, the, the miracle is that he didn't sleep for three days. Because if a fellow makes a, a swear that he's not going to sleep for three days, Malkin also the altar, we whip him and say, go to sleep. Nudnik, Vermeer, my timer. Now, uh, so Vermeer, then if it was a miracle, how come he's bringing it as a proof? Well, Amr of Kahana, Kifin Algav, Kifin Avu, well, there were these like arches in this pit, Verabon and the Shisha. I'm sorry, uh, and he was able to like kind of sleep on them. Verabon and the Shisha Avu, the rabbi said, yeah, but they were made out of marble and you can't really lean on marble or hold on to it. But Meir Amalei, Mary says, look, you know, you can find something to hold on to it, to doze off a little bit. So it wasn't necessarily a miracle, and that's why he was able to survive. The rabbis taught. There was a story with the daughter of Nechunya Chofer Shichin. Nechunya, he would dig ditches for the people to be all irregular, they'd have water to drink. And his daughter fell into a pit, the Varagado, a big pit, and they assume that she's drowned, that she drowned. So they went to none other than Rabchanina Bendosa. For the first hour, Rabchanina Bendosa says, don't worry about it. The second hour, Rabchanina Bendosa says, don't worry about it. Shlishis, after three hours, Amaloim, Rabchanina Bendosa says to them, also, she, she, she's left this pit. She's fine. She's been saved. Omela Biti. So, so, Nechunya Chayfer Shichin says to his daughter, Mia Olach, who took you out of this pit? Omela, she said to him, Zachar shall rechelim nizdamenli, vizokin manigo. That a ram, there was a ram there, and there was an elder, um, uh, escorting it, and they escorted me out of the pit. And Rashi says that that ram is the Elo Shal Yitzchok and the Zokin is Avram Avinu. Amrulo, so he said to Reb Chanin ben Dosa, Noviata, you're a prophet. Amrulo, he said to them, Lo Novi Anochi, I'm not a prophet. Velo Ben Novi Anochi, nor am I the son of a prophet. Elo Dovish Atzalik Misasik Bo, Yikosha Bozaro. Something, this mitzvah of uh, digging ditches so that people have water to drink when they bring all the regal, that you're so uh, busy you're, uh, in this, that you're toiling in this mitzvah, how could it be that your daughter will die in a, in a pit of water after you toil so hard to make sure that there are pits of water for people to drink? That's how I knew that she was going to be saved. Omer Rib Abba, Afa Piken, Mez Says Abba, but even so, Nechun Yechofer Shichin's daughter, uh, son, died um, uh, uh, in, fa- uh, in thirst, out of thirst. as the Pesach says, Usviva of Nisara Ma'od, that uh, around him is Nisara, it's like a Sire, Melam Chakodesh Baruchu, Medaktik and Sviva Kuchuta Sire, that the Abishter is very particular um, with those who are around him, like like Nechun Yuchofer Shichin, even to like 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 a hair's breadth, 
and therefore, you know, so even so, his son got punished, and his, his son died. From Chanina, Omar Meocha says, Of Chanina from here, Kelnarid, Besod Kedoshim Rabbah, Venora Kosvivov, that, um, you know, it says, Venora Kosvivov, that, that, that there is uh, awe among all of the surroundings. So, Kilu, um, God is uh, very particular with those who are particularly close to him. Says the Mishnah, Afilu Shama Minanoshim. Omros meis ish ploni that if you hear uh, the women saying that a certain fellow died, well then you can assume that he's dead, right? Meaning they weren't test they weren't giving testimony that he's dead, but they were just talking and they were saying, by the way, you know so and so died. All right, well you can assume that he died. Rabbiuda Omer says Rabbiuda Afidu Shama Menatinokis Omer Marei Anu Hochem Nispod Vilik Boris Ish Ploni. Even if you heard from little fellas, fellows from little kids. That uh, we are on our way to eulogize and bury a certain fellow. Whether this little kid is intending to, 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 to sort of let people know that he's dead or whether he was just saying it matter of factly that that's where they're going and the implication, you know, we can learn from that that he's dead. That by a yid, even if he's intending to testify, then we can assume. That the fellow is dead. But by a, by a, a Gentile, um, if he was intending to give testimony, so then we can't uh, believe him. But if he's just like uh, saying it, you know, sort of not as testimony, but uh, matter matter of factly, it's called, okay, the Gemara is going to sort of explain it. But then then we would be able to believe him. Says the Gemara. So we, the Mishnah had said that we can believe these children, right? These children say that they're on their way to eulogize and to bury a certain fellow. So we can assume that the fellow is dead. So says the Gemara, But maybe they're not actually going to go. Maybe they're not really going. So Omar, Reviewed Omar Shmuel, So says Reviewed in the name of Shmuel, No, it's that they said that they are coming, that's, that's where they're coming from. They're coming from eulogizing and burying this fellow. Maybe, maybe it was an ant died. You know, these kids are saying, oh, you know, we're, we're coming from so-and-so's eulogy and burial. Maybe an ant died and they named the ant and they're saying that they're coming back from eulogizing and burying this little ant. Well, the kids say, Look, there were these rabbis there, there were these uh, eulogizers there, like, they actually were giving account, these kids were saying, that they were giving accounts of, like, what they saw there, so, you know, we can assume that um, they were actually there, and that this fellow is really dead. So we said that by uh, an idolater, by a Gentile, if um, the intention was to give testimony, so then we can't necessarily... Uh, believe them. Amr Rav Yehuda says, Rav Yehuda, Amr Shmuel, the name of Shmuel, Loshanu Elish Neskavin Lahatir. Ava Neskavin Lahaid, Eduso Edus. Look, if he's intending to permit a, a woman to get married, so then we cannot believe him. But if his intention is to testify that the fellow is dead, then, then we can believe Mechidadina. And how do we know what his intention is? Amr Rav Yosef, Balev Vezdin Vaomar. If a fellow, if this uh, Gentile comes to Bezdin and he says, Ishploni Mace, Hasiu esishto, you know, Ruvain died. Allow his wife to get remarried. Zel niskavin lahatir. That is what niskavin lahatir is intending to permit the wife to get remarried, and on that we cannot believe him. Mace stam, 
If he just says, look, I'm testifying that so-and-so died, that would be acceptable. That would be okay. It was also stated on Mirish It was only taught when uh, he has intention to permit her to get remarried, then he's not believed the, the Ovid Kuchovim. But if his intention is to testify just that the fellow is gestorben, then he's believed. says but says Rabbi Yochanan to Rish Lakish Mapitom. How could you say that uh, make a distinction here by this Ovi Kuchavim if his intention is Lahatir or Lahoid? Wasn't that punct what um, uh, Rabbi Shai Bribi argued against 85 elders? Amrloim and Rabbi Shai Bribi said to them, Lo Shanu Elishinaskavin Lahatir. We can't believe in Ovi Kuchavim only when he has intention. To permit her to get remarried. But if his intention is just to say that the fellow is gishturbin, then we can believe him. And they didn't agree with him. The Chacham didn't agree with her with her Bashai Bribi. But then when our Mishnah says, look, if he had intention to testify, so then we can't believe him. Implying that if his intention is not to testify, we can believe him. So what's that case when we can believe him? When he's Messiah Lefitumo, who can tell me what Messiah Lefitumo is? It's when he's just talking with no particular agenda. I mean, if he's coming to testify that a certain fellow died, we cannot believe him. But if he's just talking, and we're going to give some examples now, but if he's just talking and it emerges that so-and-so died and he didn't have any intention to testify per se, he's just like, you know, uh, mentioning that something happened. Well, then we can believe that it in fact happened. Like a certain Gentile who was saying, Where is the house of Bechevoy? Right? Who is there? Somebody here from, Bech, from the house of Chevoy? Shchiv Chevoy. Chevoy has died. He's not looking to testify in court or anything like that. He's just, he's saying, look, you know, so-and-so died. And if Yosef said that his wife can get remarried. How would have a cause of there was a fellow who said, Woe is to the very fast horse rider of Pumpedisa, the Shriv, that he died. And Rav Yosef, some say it was Rav, allowed his wife to get remarried based on that. There was a fellow who was saying, you know, is there anybody from the house of Chasa? Chasa drowned. Rav Nachman says, wow, it seems that the fish ate Chasa. So the wife of Chasa heard Rav Nachman say that Chasa must have been eaten by fish and she went and got remarried. And they didn't say to her anything. They, right, they didn't say that she has to get divorced. She went and got uh, remarried. Um, and this was Maim Sheinla himself, right? He drowned the Maim Sheinla himself. And it sounds like Rav Nachman is assuming that he died. And she went and got remarried. They didn't make her get divorced. Amr Vashi says, Ravashi Shmamina. We hear from this. When the rabbis say, Maim Sheinla himself, Ishta Asura. Then when we say that Maim Sheinla himself, his wife is Asura, that's only the Chatchila she shouldn't get married. But if she got remarried, then we are not going to make her get divorced. We are, or, or, you know, separate. Those who say, 
There are those who say that one step, step further, that Rav Nachman actually, you know, presided over the marriage. Kilu definitely certainly gave a green light to Chasa's wife to get remarried. Omar, he said, Chasa Gavarabba, he said, the Chasa is a great man. If he managed to, you know, uh, um, emerge and he's actually alive, we would have heard about it. And therefore, from the fact that we didn't hear about it, we can assume that he's dead. Veloi, it's not true. Loshna gavarabba, veloshna lav gavarabba. The evidence chatkilah, as we said earlier, when Ravashi tried to say this, then no, it doesn't matter if he's a Torah scholar, or a great fellow. It doesn't matter if he's not a great fellow. And you know, the chatkilah, if he got lost in a ma'im she'inla himself, then he cannot get. Uh, we cannot assume that he's dead, no matter if he's a great fellow or not. But if his wife got married, assuming that he was dead, we would not make her separate. Says the Gemara, there's a certain uh, uh, Gentile, Yisrael, who said to a Yid, I want you to uh, um, um, harvest uh, a spasta for me and, um, and, and throw it to my animals on Shabbos. And if you don't do it, I'm going to kill you. Like I did to this other Jew, to Amrile, that I said to him, Bishilik there Bishabis cook for me a dish on Shabbos below Bashali and he didn't uh, cook it for me Vakatilte and I killed him. Shomadivisu Basoilikamidabai and his wife and then his wife never saw him again. And his wife comes to buy and she says, Look, this 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 Gentile threatened my, my husband, I haven't seen him. Apparently he killed some other guy for the same offense. So she comes to Abai, Shihisa Tlasa Rigle, and he waited for for three festivals. Or Kilu, um, what does it say? Rashi says, "If she was a goner, Matzazu called Hanach Rigle de Amarai, Hainu Yom Shemezbo Adam Gadol, Kovim Oso Lechvodo, Midishanim Mishanik Shemagia Oso Yom Miskabim Miskabim Tamidi Chacham, because we were Voim Al Kivro Im Shar Amlo Shiv Yishivasham." Wow. So Rashi quotes the Chuvas Agonim, who says that these regalim are that when a rabbi would die. They would make like a whole thing, and like all all the people would come to their on the yard side to the to the grave, and they would have like a whole yeshiva there and their tamni chacham there. So Abai waited for three of these gatherings, you know, to be able to ask people. Amrla Ravada Barahava and Ravada Barahava then said to this woman, "Zil the of Yosef, just go to Yosef the Charif Sakina, because he's got a sharp knife. You know, just go ask of Yosef." Ozlo Kame, she went to Yosef. Poshat Meol Masnisin. And Rav Yosef answered from the following Mishnah, Oved or Brisa, Oved Kochavim Shahaya Mocher Peres Bashuk. That if you have a Gentile who is selling uh, fruits in the market, for Amr Peres Talalu Shal Orlein, that these Peres, these fruits are Orla. They're within the first three years. Shal Azika or they're from this place called Azika, which is very Givaldic. Shal Neter or they are Neter Ravai Lo Amr Klum. He didn't uh, say anything. You don't have to listen to him. He's only for whatever reason thinks that this is going to make his, um, um, you know, stuff better and people are going to buy it. We don't necessarily need to listen to him. And therefore, um, here also, you know, this fellow was, you know, talking a big game. He was saying that if you don't listen to me, I'm going to kill you, Jew. Um, but the fact of the matter is we can't necessarily take him at his word. We can't assume that the husband is dead. Omar Yudin ish tzai, Abu Yudin ish tzaiden, Omar, he said, There was a Maise with a Jew and a Gentile that they were walking together Omar, and then the, the Gentile came and he said, That, you know, 
So Chaval, I was traveling with a Jew and he died on the way and I buried him, Visu Ishto, and they enabled his wife to get married based on that um, statement from this Gentile. There was another story with a group of people, that they were walking to Antuchia, and a Gentile came and said, that Chaval on this group of people that they died and I buried them. And they allowed the wives to get remarried. There was another story with 60 fellows. And they were walking to the besieged Betar. And a Gentile came and said, Chaval for these 60 people. That they were traveling. That they died and I buried them. And they allowed the wives to get remarried. So these are examples where you know, you have this Gentile who wasn't testifying per se, but he was basically just, you know, mentioning that these people died and we were able to um, use that as, uh, uh, you know, to assume that, that, that they are really dead and that the, um, they can get, uh, the wives can get remarried. Friends, that was the Kuf Chafal, the second last half of the Masech to Yuvamis. And the first, we learned two Mishnahis today. The one, the first Mishnah, we saw Machlokas between the Reb Meir and Reb Yossi. Reb Meir, does not make any distinction between Mayim Sheesh Lemsof, Mayim Sheein Lemsof. He says, either way, um, you know, we cannot assume that a fellow is dead until we uh, see that he's actually uh, dead. And Rabbi Yossi says, look, Mayim Sheein Lemsof, we have to assume that the fellow maybe got, you know, washed ashore in some other place and that he's alive. But Mayim Sheesh Lemsof, um, you know, if, uh, you know, if we saw him go in, but we didn't see him go out, then we can assume that he is uh, dead. And, we then saw another Mishnah, which says that, you know, even people who might not be, um, uh, you know, wi- be able to be witnesses, but if they're just talking like Messiah the Fituma, they're just mentioning matter-of-factly that, oh, so-and-so died, then we can assume that um, that person actually died. Friends, that was the Kuf Chafalif of Messiah Yivamus. Friends, I look forward to seeing you tomorrow for the final daf of Messiah Yivamus, daf Kuf Chav Beis of Messiah Yivamus coming up tomorrow. Friends, have an awesome day. Peace out.